Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that helps immigration professionals, foreign nationals, and their employers stay abreast of the shifting and complex regulations involving immigration law. In today's podcast, we're going to do a deep dive into the O1A visa classification and what kinds of documentation are necessary to complete a successful petition. Most companies and foreign nationals are familiar with the H-1B, L-1A, L-1B, and T-N employment-based non-immigrant visa classifications. But the O-1A visa classification is not as well known or understood, quite possibly because eligibility requirements seem too lofty or high. In our podcast from Season 1, Episode 35, which we posted October 10th, 2021, and you can find that in our podcast library, Are You Ready for an O-1B Artist Visa? We discussed in detail the criteria for O-1B classification which is a visa for individuals of extraordinary ability in the arts. However, in this podcast, we'll dissect the criteria required for the O-1A visa, which is reserved for individuals of extraordinary ability in the sciences, education, business, or athletics. So, let's get started. In order to prove that an individual merits O-1A classification, they must have sustained national or international acclaim through extensive documentation. While this may seem too high of a standard to achieve, Minor and Landis possesses extensive experience preparing and filing successful petitions for O-1A visa classification on behalf of our clients. But here's the most vital question that we're going to attempt to answer. If someone works in the sciences, education, business, or athletics, How do they prove that they are extraordinary and therefore merit classification as an O1A individual of extraordinary ability? Well, the USCIS regulations establish the criteria that you must meet in order to qualify as an O1A individual of extraordinary ability. The first is evidence that you've received a major, internationally recognized award in your particular field. If you do not possess a major internationally recognized award, then you must provide evidence in at least three of the following eight criteria. One, you've received nationally or internationally recognized prizes or awards for excellence in the field of endeavor. Two, you are a member of associations or organizations that require outstanding achievements of their members as judged by recognized national or international experts in their disciplines or fields. Three, you have published material in professional or major trade publications, or you have major media about you which relates to your work in that field. Four, you have participated on a panel or individually as a judge of the work of others in the same or an allied field of specialization for which classification is sought. Five, you've made original, scientific, scholarly, or business-related contributions of major significance in the field. Six, you have authored scholarly articles in the field in professional journals or other major media. 7. You have been employed in a critical or essential capacity for organizations and establishments that have a distinguished reputation. And 8. You have either commanded a high salary or will command a high salary or other remuneration for services as evidenced by contracts or other reliable evidence. Remember, you only need to meet 3 
of those previous eight criteria. So what does this evidence look like? We're going to provide an explanation and some examples. To qualify for O1A classification, you may provide evidence that you have received a major, internationally recognized award in the field of endeavor, whether it is in the sciences, education, business, or athletics. In the sciences, major, internationally recognized awards include, but are not limited to, the Nobel Prize, the Fields Medal, and the Turing Prize. In the field of education, major internationally recognized awards include, but are not limited to, the Dean of Fiedelson Research Award and the UNESCO Prize for Literacy. In the field of business, major internationally recognized awards include, but are not limited to, the Clio Awards, the Stevie Awards, and the Sabre Awards. In the field of athletics, major awards include, but are not limited to, the ESPY Awards and, of course, Olympic medals. In order to determine whether an award is a major internationally recognized award, we would need documentation, such as press or information from the grantor's website, including such things as 1. Criteria for nomination or selection. 2. The standards for evaluation and selection of prize winners or award recipients. 3. The monetary value of the prize or award, if any. 4. The evidence of final placement. Five the names and credentials of the judges, six, documentation about the history and reputation of the grantor, and seven, documentation confirming the significance of the award. It's important to note that not every scientific, educational, business, or athletic field of endeavor has major internationally recognized awards. So if your field does not grant such honors, you may still qualify for an O1A classification based on a set of alternative eight criteria. The first of these alternative criteria is nationally or internationally recognized prizes or awards for excellence in the field of endeavor. In order to satisfy this criterion, you will need to present evidence that you have received prizes or awards that are nationally or internationally recognized for excellence in the sciences education, business, or athletics. It's important to note that these prizes or awards do not include awards bestowed by an employer to employees, academic awards such as scholarships or poster presentation awards, nor does it include grants to conduct research, except in very limited circumstances where the grant selection process is competitive. So what would this look like, for example, if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in athletics, such as a soccer player, footballer, or hockey player? Such nationally or internationally recognized prizes or awards for excellence may include Footballer of the Year, awarded by your home country, or the Viking Award from Sweden. In order to determine whether a prize or award for excellence is nationally or internationally recognized, we would again need documentation, such as press or information from the grantor's website, which could include any or all of those seven examples of documentation that we mentioned previously. The next alternative criteria could be something like membership in an organization that requires outstanding achievement. In order to satisfy this criterion, you'll need to present a letter or other documentation confirming your membership, date of membership, and level of membership and also documentation establishing the organization's criteria for membership. 
It's important to note here that membership in an organization which is open to the general public and where membership is granted based on payment of a fee does not meet this criterion. Only organizations that require outstanding achievement as a prerequisite for membership will meet this criterion. So what would this look like? For example, if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in the sciences, such as an environmental scientist or biomedical engineer. For a scientist or engineer, this criterion could be met by honorary membership or fellow membership in the International Association for Engineering and Technology, fellowship status in the Textile Institute, membership in Sigma Psi, or fellow membership in the Institution of Engineering and Technology. A third alternative criteria could be published materials about you and your work in professional or major trade publications. In order to satisfy this criterion, you'll need to present articles written about you and your work, which have been published in major newspapers, magazines, or other publications, which also include popular blogs. It is important to note here that an article that mentions you in passing, such as a group photograph where your name is listed, will not satisfy this criterion. The published work must discuss you and your work. In this regard, this criterion cannot be satisfied with Instagram or Facebook likes or followers or by published materials about your work completed during academic studies, such as newsletters published by your university or college. So what would this look like, for example, if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in business, such as a technology innovator or entrepreneur? The articles can be interviews or exposés about your achievements, such as your creation of a new product, service, or process that has impacted the field or the way business is done. In order to qualify media as major media, you would need to provide circulation data or website statistics showing the number of subscribers, viewers, or visitors. Some of the leading publications that cover the business industry include New York Times, Forbes, Bloomberg, The Wall Street Journal, Consumer Reports, The Economist, and Harvard Business Review, to name a few. These are all publications with a large number of readers and circulation figures. You could also judge the work of others. In order to satisfy this fourth criterion, you will need to present evidence that you have served as the judge of the work of others in your field, individually or as part of a panel. So let's see what this would look like. For example, if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in education. Well, there are many ways to fulfill this category. Such evidence may include serving as a subject matter expert or peer reviewer to review manuscripts for publication in internationally recognized journals, serving as the editor or as part of the editorial board of an internationally recognized journal, or serving as part of a committee that evaluates educators for receipt of nationally or internationally recognized awards in the field of education. Alternative criteria number five, original scientific, scholarly, or business-related contributions of major significance in the field. To satisfy this criterion, you would need to present evidence, such as published patents that have been licensed or sold, copies of work product showing your original scientific, scholarly, or business-related contributions, 
or three, testimonial letters from recognized experts in your field, both from experts who have worked with you as well as independent experts who are able to provide an assessment of your work and distinguish you from your peers in the field. So let's see what this would look like if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in the sciences, such as a cybersecurity expert. This criterion requires evidence that you have influenced the field as a whole. For example, by designing and developing a novel methodology, technique, product, or service that identifies or predicts technology risks or threats and or ways to resolve such risks or threats to reduce financial harm to companies and individuals. A cybersecurity expert can present letters from CTOs at companies where their products or services have been utilized, law enforcement personnel, journalists who specialize in technology and related innovations, and other cybersecurity experts who have served on panels with them or have otherwise relied on their research. Each of these letters should confirm that you have received significant recognition for your work as a cybersecurity expert and discuss the qualities of your work that set you apart from your peers in the field. Alternative qualification number six. You have authored scholarly journals in the field, in professional journals or other major media. To satisfy this criterion, you would need to present copies of the articles, books, or book chapters that you have written. This evidence must contain the date of publication, the name of the publication in which it appeared, and the circulation or readership of the publication. So let's take a look, for example, of what this could be if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in the sciences, such as a polymer scientist or industrial engineer. The articles can be about your original research or review articles about other research and the gaps in our knowledge that are published in professional journals, such as the Journal of Applied Polymer Science, the European Polymer Journal, Polymer, Materials Today, IEEE Transactions on Industrial Informatics, Journal of Industrial Information Integration, or the International Journal of Production Research, or other major media such as Popular Science, Scientific American, National Geographic, Smithsonian, or Wired. Once again, in order to qualify these media as major media, you would need to provide circulation data or website statistics showing the number of subscribers, viewers, or visitors. The journals and magazines we listed are all established publications with a large number of readers and circulation figures. Yet another alternative criteria you could demonstrate could be employment in a critical or essential capacity for an organization with a distinguished reputation. Now, This criterion looks at evidence of your current or prior work and you must be able to show that you are or were employed in a critical or essential capacity and for an organization with a distinguished reputation. This category is slightly more complex to fulfill than it might seem from first glance. A lofty title alone will not suffice, nor will substantial responsibilities. You must have influenced the company or organization, and not merely been a member of a team where others have the same job title. In order to truly fulfill this category, you must succeed in an accomplishment for the company that no one else has done before, which earns the company 
or organization a specified amount of money in increased sales or profit, or earned verifiable recognition for the company or organization. To be fair, out of all of the eight alternative criteria for O1A classification, this is the most difficult to meet and the one most often challenged by USCIS. So let's see what this would look like, for example, if you were an individual of extraordinary ability in business, such as a chef. In the culinary arts, an organization may include a major food and beverage company, a famous restaurant, or a popular cooking TV show. In addition to assessing your work product, which could include a portfolio, cookbook, and or recipes and menus, we would also evaluate critical reviews and other articles published in newspapers, trade journals, blogs, or testimonial letters relating to your work and how you have influenced the organization. And finally, an eighth alternate qualifying criteria for an O1A could be high remuneration. This criterion can be satisfied if you have either commanded a high salary in the past for your endeavors, or will command a high salary or other substantial remuneration for your endeavors in the future. The remuneration can be based on hourly or annual payment. Evidence of remuneration or salary may include contracts, invoices with confirmation of payment, or tax documentation, to name a few. In order to establish that the remuneration is high, in comparison to others in the field, we utilize various national and international salary surveys that are available on the internet. Remember, you only need to have received a major internationally recognized award in the sciences, education, business, or athletics, or satisfy three out of the eight criteria listed above. The O-1 visa is reserved for the very best and talented individuals in the sciences, education, business, and athletics. And although qualifying can seem insurmountable, with the proper guidance and preparation, many individuals can secure the type of documentation that enables them to establish themselves as an individual who has risen to the very top of the field of endeavor. At Minor and Landis, we assist you every step of the way, from performing a detailed assessment of your qualifications, and if you do qualify, to preparing a comprehensive O-1 petition that captures your achievements and expertise and tells your story. If you do not yet qualify, Minor and Landis also offers mentoring services to provide you with guidance on how to collect and prepare a thorough immigration portfolio that will support an O-1 petition in the future. If you begin collecting this documentation and believe that you may qualify for an O-1 visa, our team of experienced attorneys can assess your credentials in advance to determine the strengths and weaknesses of your prospective O-1 case. The assessment can also help to provide insight on whether to proceed with the preparation and filing of an O-1 petition and the potential challenges that the USCIS may issue in connection to your prospective petition. Such assessment will enable you to determine whether you wish to proceed with the O-1 petition or wish to take additional time to collect more evidence. It has been our pleasure to provide this guidance. Please do not hesitate to contact us if you wish to move forward with an O-1 consultation, credentials assessment, and or mentoring. Thanks for listening. Disclaimer. 
The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.